From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, Tim Mogg, Vice President and General Manager of Mortensen's Wind Energy Team, talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson. Mogg discusses his wind power experience, the impact of federal investments in renewable energy development, and the outlook for wind energy as a whole. All right, I'm pleased to be joined by Tim Mogg, uh, Vice President and General Manager of Mortensen's Wind Energy Team. Sounds like you've been a busy guy, Tim. How are you doing? And uh, it sounds like you're you're coming from talking to us from California. Is that right? Yeah, just uh, just left the conference in California called uh, RA Plus. So a large uh, renewable conference is uh, great to uh, to reconnect with some colleagues this week and uh, talk about some of the excitement going on in uh, the renewable industry. Yeah, for sure. It, it is an exciting time for the industry. And um, just by way of background, uh, I'm sure most people know Martinson has been very active in the wind sector for a long time. Just to uh, looking on your website, um, Martinson's dedicated professionals leverage 27 years of wind energy expertise to deliver world-class wind projects. Uh, and our uh, strong culture of safety has allowed us to meet our commitments to our customers on more than 200 wind projects. And I was just looking at some of the different projects you've done, and it looks like it's just been literally all over the country, South Dakota, Montana, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Colorado, California, and on and on. Um, talk a little bit about that, if you will, and um, just sort of how you came to be such a big player in the wind sector yeah so first of all you're you're right we uh we've been incredibly blessed by being able to be in the uh in the wind industry for as long as we have and uh certainly appreciate all the great customers that we have out there and uh how pragmatic they are in uh in uh, moving things forward um yeah, so uh, you know, we had our humble beginnings, uh, you know, like you said, 27 years ago by erecting just one turbine. And, and uh, we'd like to tell you, Brian, that we had this well thought out strategy at the time that uh, you know said we were going to enter into and, and form a wind energy group. But uh, we had an industrial group that uh, was asked to install one turbine. We said, sure, why not? From that, uh, you know. Uh, the word got around that we knew how to erect wind turbines and went from erecting one wind turbine to several hundred wind turbines on a project. So um, those were our humble beginnings and we really haven't looked back. It's just been uh, a great, great industry for us. 
currently we have you know work going on um again here in 22 we have work going on from california all the way to west virginia and projects as far north as minnesota all the way down to uh the panhandle of texas so another good year what what are you working on in minnesota at present yeah we actually have uh three projects going on in minnesota and it's always great to uh to have work uh in our home state um we're doing two repower projects uh one in nobles county and then and the other one um down around uh, austin minnesota and then we're doing a a complete repower or a new build if you will in the buffalo ridge area right on the south dakota minnesota border so three great projects to, to be working on in our home state okay and when you talk about a repower project can you explain a little bit what that means sure uh, when we talk about repower we talk about it in in one of two ways um uh, it's either a partial repower or a full repower in a partial repower we go we go in and we'll install uh, a new new rotor or a new hub and blades a new rotor and it's typically uh you know several meters longer or bigger than the, the previous one and then we'll usually upgrade the generator and put a new gearbox in and do some other enhancements uh to the wind farm to make sure that uh it continues to operate and uh, produce clean energy for another 20 or 30 years okay so that's a partial and then a full repower is uh we'll take down some of the older technology and uh, replace them with with larger uh new innovative turbines has the technology improved quite a bit and changed in the last That's amazing years? yeah yeah turbines are getting larger uh certainly more efficient uh you know larger net capacity factors and uh, so on so definitely a lot of innovation and a lot of improvement in the turbines over the years right and speaking of technology um we uh learned a little bit recently about um your wind builder wind energy construction technology understand that uh the u.s trademark uh u.s patent and trademark office recently issued a patent um for to martinson for that technology can you talk a little bit about that and sort of what impact it has on um designing a project and cost and safety and that sort of thing yeah so um a number of years ago um you know through our uh culture of innovation we, we put our heads together and we wanted to come up with a way where we could better serve our customers on on driving down the cost of wind and uh and being quicker to market um so we uh we developed some generative software in-house that really allows us to uh quickly and efficiently um design a network of roads a network of of electrical collection systems um, it allows us to optimize the location of the substation which can drive down the cost of roads and collection system and then it also optimizes the movement of the cranes from turbine to turbine and it's a series of series of algorithms that uh look for the the path the 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 the, the small shortest path for for walking these two million pound cranes from from turbine site to turbine site so uh yeah we developed it in-house and it, we really developed it to to advance the industry and most importantly to drive down costs and to give our 
our customers a better experience. Do you know uh, approximately how much you can save on a project with help from this technology or put any numbers to it? Um, yeah, it, it, it really depends upon um, the, the, the project, but uh, it, it definitely, what, what we do is uh, we, we have a series of algorithms that, that go through and, and optim move the turbines around and, and optimize um, you know, the cost of construction, if you will. So there's cost components on that and it varies by project, but uh, it, uh, it, uh, it's, it's, it's very significant. Okay. Talk about it from the safety standpoint a little bit. Can you expand on that, please? Yeah, one of the most dangerous things in the wind industry is is crane movement. And how do you move, you know, a thousand ton crane uh, or a seven hundred ton class crane safely from turbine site to turbine site? Um, <clears throat> so uh, moving them is one thing. So when when and, and and that's really become one of the most uh, critical components of, of building a wind uh, a wind farm is is getting the crane safely from one turbine pad to the next. So um, our generative software will analyze the location of all the turbines and go through and do literally hundreds of different iterations then and will give us the the like the least path of resistance, the least travel path available and how do we wreck that project. That of course, you know, minimizes the amount of miles we're walking to cranes and uh which leads to, to safer construction sure is this something that can be applied to other projects outside of the wind sector as well it it, it can our uh our uh our patented software could be used in uh long haul transmission and distribution lines uh same same theory we'll look for the least path of resistance and um and how to avoid cultural areas or environmental sensitive areas and how do we efficiently navigate around those great um just looking at the future of the sector overall i know we all know there have been some pretty big federal investments in um kind of renewable energy in general um I'm thinking about the the Inflation Reduction Act, for example. Um, is there is there um, do you see that as being uh, what what impact do you see that having on the um, wind industry in general? Yeah. So first of all, um, we're very thankful for the the recent passage of the uh, uh, IRA bill. Um, <clears throat> it's really what the renewable industry needed uh, to, to really advance the energy transformation, if you will. Um, so uh, the, the IRA bill is going to be great uh, great for the industry, not just for wind, but wind, solar, storage, um, green hydrogen, and, and, and so on. Um, you know, I, we're, we're, we're very encouraged. First of all, we have long-term government policy. We've never had that before. We've been on the ebb and flow of production tax credits or investment tax credits uh, expiring uh, every so often. And, and we've been riding that way. But given the industry 10 years of long-term government policy to really um, continue the advancements and innovation is, is, is a really big deal. I think it's going to do several things. Um, number one, I think um, we're going to look back and be very pleased with uh, the performance of this bill because I think it is going to bring back um, some domestic manufacturing. 
especially in the solar industry, um, where there have been challenges getting panels, uh, you know, from a global perspective. So I think it's going to bring back a lot of manufacturing and spur manufacturing. Two, it's going to create a lot of clean energy jobs, and we're really excited about that. And then three, you know, um, you know, we want to make sure we're on the right side of history, and that if there are workers that are displaced from the fossil industry, that uh, we bring them in, we give them an opportunity to learn a new trade and uh, to be part of uh, the energy transformation. So we're excited. Yeah, speaking of workers, um, obviously, workforce has been a big concern in the industry. Overall, do you see that as being a challenge, just having finding the workers to work on these projects? And also, is there funding for job training and things of that nature in the IRA? Yeah, you know, workforce uh, development is uh, is going to be a very key uh, factor for uh, for the industry. Um, you know, I think if you look back, Brian, over the, the last 40 years, um, uh, we've encouraged a lot of folks to go to college, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and, and uh, that, that there's a place for that. Um, but I think some folks went to college instead of going into the trades, and uh, we really need to, to reverse that trend. And, uh, you know, uh, going into the trades is, uh, is a great way to earn a living. It's a, a, a great uh a great industry as a whole construction. So um, we have to continue to invest in that in uh, through apprenticeship programs and workforce development programs. And as an industry, I can tell you we are we're very aware of that and very much focused on it. You know, workforce development is going to be a key for making this happen. We have to get on top of that. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see more investments, too, in that job training part of it, uh, whether it's through the IRA or other sources. Um, that's mm-hmm. a, a key component. Clearly. Um, do you see uh, just overall what is your outlook for wind in the next few years? Do you see this continuing to be a um, more and more work opportunities? Yeah, we do see uh, obviously continued expansion into the uh, the industry. You know, one of the things there's a few you know headwinds that we have that we have to overcome as an industry. You know, as a result of of COVID, um, um, we as an industry got a little behind on on developing projects. And uh, as you know, Brian, developing a project is a is a very personal thing. You have to be out in the community and part of the community and, and making sure they understand. The benefits to the to the landowners and and the community, COVID really uh, uh, stymied that because uh, people couldn't get out and 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 meet with the ranchers and the community. So we got a little behind as an industry on development. So we got to catch up on that. Uh, but yeah, I see uh, continued growth uh, over the next uh, ten years and and actually beyond that. So there's a lot being sorted out about uh, you know how big the industry will. Will, will be and how fast it will grow. Uh, a lot of that's still being uh, worked out. But if we can work through the developments and increase the developments, it's a uh, sky's the limit. Okay. And just to back up a little bit, uh, Tim, I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this industry and how long you've been with Mortensen, et cetera. Yeah, wow. Um, there's a lot there. So I actually started with Mortensen right out of college and really haven't looked back. Wow. And uh, 
Yeah, uh, it's been a great company. It is a great company, and uh, just love the the culture of innovation, and uh, um, and how Mortensen, uh, you know, really inspires everyone to do the right thing. Um, it's uh, a we before me, um, you know, culture, and uh, and you know, we we inspire others, uh, you know, to 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 do their best. So um, it's 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 been great for for uh, great great company to work for. I've been leading the wind energy group for the last 15 years and uh, of my approximately 40 years of construction, I can tell you the last 15 years in the renewable space has been the absolute most enjoyable. Working with landowners, working with utilities, working with independent power producers, people just really focused on, on, uh, on the right thing. What do you what do you see as the biggest changes from 15 years ago when obviously there's been huge growth? Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you know, 15 years ago we were erecting turbines that were 65 or maybe 80 meters tall and today we're erecting turbines that are 120 meters tall. Um 15 years ago an 80 meter rotor was a big rotor and today we're erecting turbines that are 160 plus meters. Mm. Um, so, um, and then just the advancements in the, uh, and the reliability of the turbines has greatly improved over the years. Mm. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And, um, it certainly looks like exciting times ahead in this sector, but, um, I, I think I've run out of specific questions I want to ask you, Tim, but is there anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up? Uh, no, again, just we are excited, extremely excited about um, um, you know the passage of the IRA bill, and uh, um, yeah, I think uh, good things are going to come of that. And I think the first thing we're going to see is a real push for um, for manufacturing domestically. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again, Tim. Uh, Appreciate your time. Good luck with your projects. And uh, hopefully we can connect again in the near future. Great. Well, Brian, good to see you. And, uh, and thanks for your time today. Enjoyed it. Likewise. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye now. Thank you. Bye.